listening to First Church Charlotte. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody else. <laughs> All right. Boy, I've been feeling the Holy Ghost in this house today. I hope you have too. It's, the Lord is in this house. He is in this place. And he's here to do a work for you. As we're going to do some blessing for him. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Why don't we stand to our feet and just raise our hands and bless his holy name together right now. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet presence that's in this house. Thank you for your wonderful people, Lord, that walk in your spirit and move by your spirit. Oh, God, I praise you for what you're going to do in this service, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Let's go to a familiar passage of Scripture as we remain standing. Acts chapter 2. I have a wonderful task ahead of me for the next hour or two. However long I can last. Hallelujah. <laughs> but uh, I had so much fun last service, I want to do it again. Except I got more material. I can stretch it out and stretch it out. Maybe stir somebody up in this here house. Remind you of your blessings. Acts chapter 2. Let me get some glasses here so I can read. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one house. Let me find my chapter here. Where did you go? There you are. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them cloven tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. A little further that day, after all this happened and they kind of got settled down, the Apostle Peter began to preach. And brother, did he preach. He went from Dan to Beersheba in what God was doing. He quoted the prophets of old and declared that God was doing a new thing. And finally they said, what are we supposed to do about this you've been preaching? Men and brethren, what must we do? They heard the word and faith came in their heart. And Peter had the message for them. Then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And ye shall. Say that with me. And ye shall receive the gift 
of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For this promise is unto you and to your children and as many as the Lord our God shall call. All of those afar off. We've come now here a couple of thousand years almost and it's still good today. Praise God. I want to preach for the next little bit. The most amazing, wonderful, out of this world experience and gift you're ever going to get in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. This gift that was poured out in Acts chapter 2 in your Bible. Hallelujah. How many of you have been to Pentecost of your own? How many of you received this gift of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. If you don't have it, you can have it before we leave here today. If you want it, you can have it. Oh, let's praise him for that gift right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your truth, Lord. We exalt you, mighty God. Bless, bless this powerful presence of your presence is here. Bless this wonderful people that are here, getting excited about this greatest gift of all. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You may be seated. At Pentecost, which followed about seven days after Jesus lifted off from the earth, at Pentecost, something dynamic happened that changed the world. It changed the Jewish situation. It changed the Gentile situation. It brought something into this world that has never been the same since the day of Pentecost, about 30 AD, in the upper room. Different uh, kings and potentates change the calendar down through the years they used to have 360 days in a year well, somewhere I think about the 1100s they, they made a huge change and, and uh, put those years they missed in the back somewhere back there So, about 30 AD according to our present calendars when this took place a little history for you history, history buffs you can search that out and see who changed that calendar back there when you find out when they did it, let me know. <laughs> Praise God. But it was a wonderful day for the earth. The greatest gift of your whole life was poured out for the first time on this reading that we read today in Acts 2. It was poured out in that upper room. There was 100 people, about 120 people in that room. And... The Spirit of God came in on them. Jesus had just told them about seven days earlier, don't leave Jerusalem. Here he had walked with these people for these three and a half years of his ministry. He had taught them hour upon hour. They walked with him through the desert, through the mountains. They talked with him. They heard him pray. They watched him open blind eyes, raise the dead. They watched him stop the casket and tell the young man in it, rise. He's not dead. He's sleeping. Get up. And he got up and lived his life out. 
And it was just an exceptional time in their lives. And then Jesus says to these people, he'd even sent some of them out to cast out devils and heal the sick. And they did it. About 70 of them went out. But now there's 120 together, believers. When he lifted off the Mount of Olives seven days earlier, it was pro that's probably the time that 500 disciples watched him go from earth and watched him begin to rise, breaking all the barriers of gra gravity. He began to rise into a cloud and disappeared in the heavens. But he said, I'm coming back. <laughs> he says, I won't leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. I won't leave you without an encourager. I'm going to come back and be an encourager that will walk with you day in and day out. And so they waited. That, that 500 dwindled down. You know how it is. You got appointments to keep. You got things to do. Kids to get ready to take them to school or teach them. Uh, and so it dwindled down. And when, when the power fell, 120 had to waited it out and prayed it out. And they were waiting there, praying, meditating, no doubt singing, just having church for that whole seven days as much as possible. Then come night, they'd find a cot and catch some winks. But then as soon as they woke up, they're ready to pray some more, wait some more. The Lord said it's going to happen in just a few days. We're going to be here when it happens. Hallelujah. And so they, were, they determined they weren't going to miss it. And all of a sudden, that strong wind, they heard it before they saw it. They thought it was no doubt, thought it was on the outside. And they said, wow, a storm is coming on them. And all of a sudden, it might have been that the doors banged open and wow it rushed into the house but it was an awesome thing that caught all their attention and before they knew it the spirit had descended the fire had fallen and the Holy Ghost came upon them and they all began to speak in tongues as the spirit of God gave them the utterance can you remember the first time that happened to you oh that ought to get someone excited here today before you knew the Lord, you were living in sin, living for the devil, living for the flesh. But all of a sudden, the power of God came into your life, and you've never been the same again. Oh, praise God. The greatest gift of your whole life came in when that happened. Because if you and I will walk in it, if we will take care of it, if we will cherish it, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus said, oh, once this happens, I'll leave you, never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be your constant companion, your best friend forever. He'll, he'll graduate to a point. He's not just your, your great God of heaven, the creator of the universe. He's not just the savior of the world, but he actually wants to become your friend. Your friend, Jesus said, I'm not calling you uh, th these other titles, but now I'm calling you my friends. Hallelujah. And if you'll walk that close to him, he'll be a friend to you like you've never had before. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking about the greatest gift. You know, it's Christmas time. Everyone wants to know what do you want. Strams asked me yesterday, what do you want? I say, I'm wanting to get rid of a whole lot of stuff I already got. <laughs> you young folks don't know what I'm talking about. 
You want a, you men want a new toolbox. You want a new power saw. You want all kinds of new things. But I, I'm at that stage where I'm wanting to get rid of this stuff. I don't want to ever have to use it again. I burn out on it. I've done it. Been there. Done it. Got the t-shirt. Now I'm beyond it. You women, get your tools out. There's a closet in our house. It's Sister Elm's closet. I, I almost get in trouble every time I get in there. She got it organized just a certain way. She don't want me messing in her toolbox. If I mess in it, she wants stuff pulled right back where I got it. Because whenever she wants it, she wants to go get it. She's not like me. I have to hunt for things. But uh, it's, it's wonderful to be able to give gifts. And that's the greatest joy of all. You know, when your kids, we've taken our grandkids recently to like uh, Walmart or one of those type stores, big toy departments, and uh, uh, kind of turn them loose. What do you want? And boy, if you have a basket with you, don't take a basket if you uh, ask that question. <laughs> you, you take a basket with you, they, they'll load it to one level, and then they'll, they'll I want one, I want that. They're children. But as we get older, we're harder to get a gift for. Because I don't know when I'm going to want something. I've, I've walked in the last few years, I've walked through a lot of stuff. Well, it'd be nice to have for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and I don't want to mess with it anymore. Plus, it's dangerous. Got blades, fast-moving blades on it. And, uh, but as a kid, boy, you just want everything you can get your hand on. If it makes a noise, if it, if it walk, if it'll roll, anything will work. But I'm telling you, I want to talk about the greatest gift you'll ever receive in your life. Hallelujah. I don't have the words for this. I've already tried today once talk about the greatest gift of your whole life. What would it be for you? I got to drive a new Corvette down in Florida a while back. Those folks down there got money. This man's in church. He, he just went and bought this Corvette because he, he needed something to, you know, drive around a little bit occasionally. <laughs> and so he said, Brother Al, I'm going to leave this Corvette with you for the next few days. You can take it anywhere you want. So I said, sounds good to me. <laughs> and... Uh, I got in that thing. He, I, I wanted him to go with me first, so we went down Interstate 75 for a while, running up to 70 or so. I pulled out of one of those on-ramps, and, you know, it does have a throttle down there. You know what a throttle is? That's, that's what it used to be a throttle. Now we, we open up the jets, the fuel jets. So that, that, that pedal down there on the right, the one that says, Go! And I hit it. I come up behind a Mustang. And I, I got up beside him, you know. You kind of do that suave. Look over and say, you, you got anything under that hood there? He didn't want nothing to do with me. Now, I stop running when I get, you know, up there close to the speed limit. But don't worry. My mama's prayers have, 
has followed me all the days of my life. I can't get by with it. So uh, I found another another guy coming. I went went up to Sunrise Boulevard, turned around, U-turn, heading back to my son's house, and uh, another car got up there. And I said, I said to the man sitting there, the owner, I said, think that think they'll go? Think they'll go with me? He said, I doubt it. It's a red Corvette. <laughs> And I, I punched it out again, right on up to about 75. That's what all the signs along the freeway said, 75. I mean, it was Interstate 75, you know. <laughs> you know, all the way around 485, all people see is 85. You can be running the wrong at 75, they get right on your bumper. And it, it's like they want to kick you on off the road. So I just pull over and let them go. Get out of their way. Someone's going to stop them somewhere along the way. I've already done that business. I don't want to do that no more. But uh, if someone offered you a, a billion dollars on this side, it'd be the devil that would do something like this. If the devil offered you a billion dollars, how, how many of you know what a billion dollars is? It's got some financial people here. It's a thousand million. I mean, just to have a million would be kind of nice. You know, especially if you didn't have to go pay for something with it. You know, just have sit, sit it there for a while. Check, make sure it's there every few days. You know, it's, it's troublesome to be rich. You know, the banks, what, what are they? They're up over 200,000 now. What will they guarantee? Somebody help me. If 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 you lose if if they lose it they'll pay it back up to what two fifty two fifty okay see we got some folks here they know that stuff I just found out I used to think it was one hundred and twenty you can tell where I'm at but anyway I've got all I need hallelujah why because I got this but if they said. I'll give you a billion, or you can have this gift that you can read about in the Bible. I hope it wouldn't take you over 10 seconds <laughs> or one second to say, I'll take the gift. Sad to have to tell you, but a lot of rich folks have decided life wasn't worth living anymore. Checked out. Sad, pitiful. But uh, it happens. Every year it happens. And I know other rich people, they, they have a home on every coast. And Learjet. And you got to have something to spend your money on, you know. And what a blessing that is if it's dedicated to the kingdom of God. I've been rich. I'm rich. In fact, everybody sitting here, if you drove a car today, you're rich in the world's economy. And I've been poor. Rich is better. But uh, this is the gift that will get you through your life. And keep peace in your mind. A place to go to in your tragedy. Strength for your journey. Help day by day, hour by hour.
on your way to every appointment. You can get in the spirit and pray in the spirit on the way, saying, God, guide my words, guide my thoughts, guide my attitudes. Help me, Jesus. I need your help. Because we all got some important stuff to take care of in our life. You got an unruly 13-year-old. And he's just, you're just, you just finally realizing it's not a snap of the finger anymore. And you can't beat them all the time. You got to convince them a bit. And there's a lot of ways to convince. I'll take your car keys, thank you. Not from the 13-year-old, but there's the, more than the state can take your license, son. In fact, I, I'd like to have them. I'd like to see, make sure they're all up to date and everything. And uh, I might just keep them for a week or two. Let you know you're under this house and you're under the authority in this house. And it has a lot of privileges. You can have a lot of fun living in this house. I'll take you places you'd never dream about. It'll get you blessings you'd never think about. But if you're going to get smart with your mama and smart with me, I'll just keep that license a while. And besides, uh, the keys, please. You need to walk a little more. You need to go ahead and be allowed to act like a 10-year-old a while. Oh, here we go. Child raising, isn't that fun? How many of you got raised by some good folks that knew when to set some limits on your hide? I think we ought to praise God for our parents right now. Thank you, Lord, for men and women, moms and dads, knew how to work with us, guide us. Hallelujah. What a privilege that is. But I'm telling you, this gift of the Holy Ghost, the greatest gift you'll ever get in your life, the most valuable the thing that'll get you through your difficult marriage adjustments. And, and who has to go through those? Everybody. Why well, you got two brains working and they don't always stay on the same track. But when you can't talk to each other, guess what you can do? Go talk to the Lord. Say, God, get a hold of that woman. Get some sense in her head. And Lord, help me. You know, uh, you know how I am. I really need your help. But after you talk to the Lord a bit, then you, one of you can get find the grace to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk to you like that. I don't want to embarrass you like that. I'm on your side. I love you. You're my sweetheart forever. And I know it might take you a while to get that temper calm down in you. You don't say that. You think of it. <laughs> but I'll wait. And I'll be sweet and kind. And I'll, I'll be here. But sometimes you need a place to go pray. Sometimes you need a place to go humble yourself to God so you can humble yourself to one another and make it through with joy in your heart joy in your heart boy joy is such a you know a lot of people try a lot of weird stuff to find a little bit of joy some happiness some relief from their pain and I guess I guess the drugs do something that fools them into thinking well I, I got some relief only problem is is they got more problems after they've tried 
the bottle or the pill or the powder or whatever it is. But when you have a place to go to and someone that loves you, someone that cares about you, and you spend a few moments in his presence. You can come in in great turmoil, but a few moments in his presence and you feel forgiveness. You feel the love of God. You feel his sweet presence. You get some sanity back in your brain. You find help. You find a path through the struggle. You find strength for your life. Oh, we who've received this glorious gift, I pray we're taking really care of it. I hope it's the greatest pearl of our life, a pearl of great price, and we would be willing to sell everything else we have to be able to keep that. If everything we have comes against that, I want to keep the pearl. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it was first poured out right here in Acts chapter 2 in your Bible. And all the way through the scriptures, this doctrine of the baptism, the infilling, the gift of the Holy Spirit of God is there for your use and your ability and your power and your strength. It gives you power to say no to the devil, no to the flesh, and no to sin, and keep grace about it. No to friends that want you to go do something you don't, that's just not, not on your agenda. You don't do those kind of things anymore. But you have grace for them, yet you're not going, you're not going to be a partaker. You found a better way, God's way. Hallelujah. And so it's a wonderful thing, this gift that we have. And uh, I could be here all day long if I could handle it. And brag about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he'll do for you and the blessing of knowing him. The Bible talks about this gift of the Spirit and praying in tongues, worshiping in tongues, singing in tongues, singing in the Spirit. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 14, the Bible says, he who speaks in tongue, who, he who prays in a tongue edifies himself. You build yourself up. You strengthen yourself. You, you find wisdom for the journey. You find grace for the trouble. You find exactly what you need and your life remains joyful and you're thankful and you know how to make it through your days with victory deep down in your soul. 14, 14 of 1 Corinthians. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. When we pray in the spirit, we don't know what we're saying, but you, you can feel the presence of God giving you an utterance. You feel that river of life. You feel that well of living water springing up that will lead you to everlasting life. I'm telling you the pleasures of sin, they, they're fun for a little while. Uh, but uh, they leave you empty. They rob from you the favor and the blessing of God. The pleasures of sin will in time 
You're planting, you're planting this sinful crop out there. And in time it's going to come up. The thorns are going to come up. The trouble that sin brings into a person's life. It's all going to come up. There's a harvest. As we sow, so shall we reap. If we're, if we're sowing to the flesh, if we're sowing sins of pleasure, if we're sowing the wickedness of this world in our life, there is going to come a reaping day someday. Why not deal with that stuff right now? The Bible says some men's sins go before them. They've never been dealt with. And other men's sins follow behind because they've been put under the blood. They've been dealt with. What Jesus did at Calvary has covered our sins. Hallelujah. We never need to forget that. This is the best thing that ever happened to us. In the spirit, we're multimillionaires. In the spirit, we're multibillionaires. Help us to always understand that's where our great wealth is. Oh, let's praise him for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's so many things that comes with this gifting of the Spirit. It's the most energizing experience of your life, being filled with the Spirit. The first of this year, I made up my mind that I was going to pray in the Spirit in, 19, in 2019, more than ever had in my life. And I... I hit that groove, and I found that groove, waking up in the middle of the night, and I said, well, I might as well talk to the Lord a while, before long that utterance comes, and I pray in the Spirit, I pray for my family in the Spirit, I think it's my family I'm praying for, maybe it's your family I'm praying for, I don't have the understanding, but... I know our families need prayer. Mine as much as anybody else. And I, f I find peace in my heart. And before long, I'm just getting some Z's in the presence of the Lord. Peace comes into my heart because I've been in his presence. Oh, how much is peace worth to you? And when your peace is taken from you from some event, we don't even want to think about them, but you know when your peace is gone, don't you? You ready to throw a brick through the plate glass window or something? Your peace is gone. Well, you know what happens when your peace is gone. Number one, you shut this up. You'll say a bunch of junk you have to repent about. You don't want to do that, so we learn. We learn over time. We learn to keep our mouth shut. Hallelujah. <laughs> Might as well learn now. Why wait till we got to, you know, choke ourselves on some words we spoke? But better choke on them. Hey, I'm sorry. It's not who I want to be. It's not who I'm going to be. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. We humble ourselves. Far better to humble yourself than be humbled by the circumstances of your life. 
and this Holy Ghost will give you strength and wisdom. It's the determination to do what's right. What's right? Well, we got a whole Bible full of things that are right. And we need to strive to please the Lord in everything we do. Can I get a witness? The desire and the power to do the will of God. The power to be a witness and share your testimony. The power to say no to the devil. Power to say no to this flesh when it wants something on the devil's road. It wants to sneak over and do some shopping on the Broadway. We'll get deliverance from that when the trumpet sounds. I'm talking about the flesh wanting something it doesn't need. And you can fast, like they say, till your belly button falls off. You won't get rid of the flesh. It'll be subdued, but part of it will be mad at you for not feeding it. You can get very irritated right in the middle of a good two-week fast. Your body is, boy, is hungry. You re- it's really bad those first few days, but you, you can be driving down the street and smell McDonald's, you know, a mile away. What's that? I wish you would feed me. No. You need God more than you need that food. Come on. You can make it. Come on. You can... You can do what God has called you to do. He won't, he won't push you till you starve. I'm just saying there's some things far worth far. You know, we, I, I found out this on some fast that I went on. I said, I said to myself, I said, you've already eaten a thousand hamburgers in your life. You can miss a few, boy. <laughs> Not going to hurt you one bit. And it's well worth the effort to draw close to God. I'm just saying that God's way is the best way. And he'll give you grace for your day. He'll give you strength. It's the greatest gift of your lifetime. This gift of the Holy Spirit. And you will have a prayer language when it comes into your life. And you will be able to pray for everything you've ever needed to pray about. You can even go in the Spirit and pray in tongues. And the Spirit of God will pray through you. The will of God will be prayed when you're praying in the Spirit. Sometimes we want to tell God how to fix certain things. Like, he don't know. (laughs) Say, well, I don't know if he knows these people. Like, I don't know. He knows them. Just like he knows you. And so it is that we learn how to trust in Jesus. Oh, this sweet presence is swept in here. Did you take note of it this morning? People started coming to this altar. They just wanted to get closer to They just wanted to, to demonstrate to every one of us that I'm feeling something. It's not just normal. It's better than normal. I want some more of it. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank God for every blessing of the Holy Ghost in my life. I thank God for that that gift that's in my heart and in my life. If you haven't received it yet, don't let anything keep you from it. You can have it. It's God's will that you have it. He wants you to have it. 
His disciples that had already worked miracles in his name. He told them, don't leave Jerusalem until you get this. It's what's going to give you power day by day by day by day. And that spirit still gives power day by day by day. The gift of the spirit comes because Jesus went to Calvary. That's, that's what he purchased. He purchased our salvation. He purchased with his precious blood. He took pure blood, pure, precious blood of the Almighty to be able to cleanse my sins. No other blood would do. The blood of bulls and goats of all through the Old Testament gallons, tens of thousands of gallons of blood. All they did was roll the blood, roll the sin ahead for another year. And when Jesus cried, it's finished! All the sin that was held at bay from Adam down to Christ. All that had covered their sin with the blood of an innocent animal. And that innocent animal kept away the judgment of God. All of those sins were cleansed when Jesus said it's finished. And then it reaches all the way down to us. That precious blood. Oh, we never want to get far away from that precious blood of Jesus. And we've got to take care of this gift. This gift is the most precious gift I've ever received. Next February, this coming February, I'll have had this gift for 65 years. Hallelujah. I was right at 12 years old when God filled me with the Holy Ghost. It was a revival meeting. Sunday night I went, I was going to get the Holy Ghost. I didn't get it. That's back when we ran revivals, you know. Tuesday night through Sunday. Every night. Well, you could, you could really get somewhere in the spirit. When you're coming and singing and shouting all week long, boy, you, you're flying high. We still can. We just have more opportunity to go to our own back bedroom, our own bedroom, or up, 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 upstairs room. I like to pray upstairs. I like to pray in my backyard. Hallelujah. We can still get that. But I went Tuesday night. I rolled on the back of a picture. David Adams gets the Holy Ghost. Tuesday night. I went and I prayed my little heart out and didn't get it. Why? I was making it too hard. That's why. Someone can come up here and receive the Spirit of God in five minutes. Take that down to two minutes. Just long enough to get in the presence of God a little bit. Long enough to worship for a few seconds. And that unction can come on you. And you can be filled with the Spirit of Almighty God today. Bible says, forbid not to speak with tongues. Many churches have misunderstood the gift of the Holy Spirit. They've misunderstood it, but guess what? A few years ago, over 50% of all Southern Baptist pastors said the Holy Ghost, speaking with tongues, is a 
good practice for Christians to practice. And a bunch of them have received it. Probably in every Christian situation, people have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. It happened back when glossolalia hit the nation. And it, it spread through many, from Catholic to who knows what. Sincere-hearted people seeking God were filled with this glorious gift. And once you receive the gift of the Spirit, it will lead and guide you into all truth. It will lead you. Oh, we don't, we don't ever arrive. We get filled with the Spirit, but we all have more truth to find. Thank you, Jesus. And walk close to him. It's a journey. When he says, well done, you've graduated. Some musicians come. This gift is what brings you to the sin eraser. It erases your sin. The shame dissolver. This gift of the Spirit will deal with your shame. Your peace restorer. Well, I've been in some situations, my peace. We, we were taking a bunch of pastors down to El Salvador a number of years back. I was the, over the missions work here in North Carolina. And there were about seven pastors going down. And uh, they just had that war and that fighting zone down there. And uh, I think it was in the 80s. And our, our missionaries that were there during the time, they, they were laying on the floor and bullets were going over their head. They'd come through the building or through the windows. Brother Howell, Bruce Howell was a missionary down there. I called him. I said, how's it looking for our trip here in three months? He said, well, still a little shaky, but I, I think it's going to be fine, he said. <laughs> he lived there. <laughs> And he said, fine. I said, oh, Lord, <laughs> am I going to take these preachers and their wives down there and we're going to get in a gunfight? <laughs> but I, every time I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for guiding our steps. Tried to worry me. It tried to worry me. devil tried to worry me with it. My, my flesh tried to worry me with it. Well, are we going to go on down there? And that fighting been going on? Well, we went, prayed a bunch of people through the Holy Ghost, had great services, great time, did a little shopping, did a little sightseeing. It's a wonderful time. And all those pastors that went down, they, they increased their foreign missions given by hundreds because they saw what was going on in those nations. Revival around the world. But I needed peace for those months ahead of time. But I know where to go to get my peace. Sometimes just a few minutes in his presence will give you peace. Other times you're going back every hour to get enough peace for the next hour. But however you got to get it, it's there for you. And the Lord will come to you. Nothing like it in this world. Greatest gift you'll ever receive. Greatest gift. Let's stand right now. Spirit of the Lord is in this place.
Jesus, you, you're here today. You're always with us, Lord. Help us to always remember that. You said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. You see every heart, Lord, hungry for more of you. You're ready for that. You're ready to come into each of our lives. We'll never get enough, and you'll always be enough. There's more for everyone here. Those here that have not yet received this greatest gift of all, put a hunger in them, I pray. Put a hunger in them, Lord. To not be satisfied without this gift. It's the life giver. It's everlasting life flowing into us. It's all the benefits of the kingdom, love and peace and joy. It's more value than a billion dollars in our bank account. Oh, God. Help us to understand that your gifts, you can't put a price on them. You paid the ultimate price to purchase them. Let a hunger baptize all of us today. I want to open these altars. If you're hungry for God today or want, want some more hunger, let's take a moment and pray before we leave. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.